people of the world and of places outside of our world, maybe? Are they sending this podcast into space? I was going to say, are you talking extraterrestrial or are we talking like necromancer type stuff? You know me, I'm always talking necromancer. Maybe I'm talking about extraterrestrial extraterrestrial necromancers. Have there been any more uh, songs about extraterrestrials? I think there there have been lots about the dead and the dying and the undead. The whole area subgenre of metal you missed out on. This month on the Motorhead Monthly Podcast, I'm so excited, man. We're going to talk about and listen to We Are Motorhead, my favourite Motorhead album. Favourite Motorhead favorite album. Favourite Motorhead album. It's a big claim, that. It is. What would you say the title of the album is? The title of the album? Well, because on on your CD copy... Yes. Or actually, on, on both the CD copy and the vinyl, it says We Are Motorhead, mm-hmm. but it's not We Are Motorhead by Motorhead. Like, even even Motorheads is Motorhead, Motorhead, self-titled. Makes sense, but this is just weird. So is the title of the album, We Are, and by Motorheads. Just, no, it's, <laughs> you, you, you just, you're just looking for something to... <laughs> no, no, it's We Are Motorhead, and it's, that's all you need. Like, share. Beautiful album cover. Well, my, my CD, which has a special place in my heart, because it was the first Motorhead album I ever got as a Christmas gift. My 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 lovely mother, just uh, who is terrible at buying gifts, just so oh he likes music, uh, grab nearest one on the shelf, and that was the one that ended up. And what is such a fucking great album as well. It is like, um, like what if like the first Motorhead album you heard was like Snake Bite Love, and you were like oh, this is okay, but it's interesting. And well, some people are are like that because we've had quite. Yeah, quite the was, feedback from the last two albums. a bit of a blowback. But people say, like, no, Snake Bite Love's a great album. but yeah. And Sand Overnight Sensation. But too. if you got, like, uh, you know, uh, Another Perfect Day, you'd be like, oh, this is some weird proggy kind of metal-y stuff. If you, I, when you get We Are Motorhead as your first Motorhead album, you fucking get it. Like, yeah. this is what Motorhead is. This is boom, 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 next song, boom, 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 next song. I think we've talked about it before, like, the, the differences between Sacrifice and Snake Bite Love, where I can't remember the song on there, but there's one song which is quite similar on both albums and depending which one you've heard first is kind of the one you... <laughs> yeah it's, that's kind of the one you sort of lean to so the interesting thing about this album out the gate is that there's not a lot of information on it even the studio book that we've been using as the bible for the show is this it's a split chapter with snake bite love about four pages or about we are motorhead and there's not a lot of detail in those it's four a, pages yeah it's a bit odd because i sort of consider this like Snakebite Love, then you get the cut-off to the modern era. Like, I group this in with... And I don't know why, but I group this in with Hammered, Inferno, Kiss of Death, Motorizer, those albums. I very much considered, like, Orgasmatron to Snakebite Love as being the mid-period, and then, obviously, Motorhead to Iron... No... Another perfect day as being mm-hmm. the bronze era, as it were. Even though I bet, I bet there's people out there that wouldn't consider well, another perfect day to be <laughs> on there. I do. I have I have theories about this that it's mo- it's more related to Hammered, so we should probably save it for that. Like that's like the mm. boom of the second, yeah, of the third coming probably fourth the third maybe. Wave, yeah, but we'll get to that when we get to Hammered. On this album, the only thing of note in the the studio book is this quote. Uh, from Mickey D in an interview with the band's biggest online fan site, shared his feelings that We Are Mohead was extremely hard and fast. 
You put it on for the first time and you think, yeah, yeah, this is Motorhead. I recognize this. I think We Are Motorhead is one of the better ones we've ever done. And then the book goes on to say, and yet in the same interview, the drummer also declared that in spite of the fact it's sold pretty good, it's probably the weakest album since I joined the band. Yes, that's for sure. I know that's that's an interesting one because because like the only quote I can find from Lemmy on this is I think We Are Motorhead was a much better album than it got credit for, which is. <laughs> so the saying it was good, but it wasn't as good as it should have been credited for, and it also wasn't our best. That's because I know they they talk about Snakebite Lovers being. We didn't have a lot of time mm. to record this. We didn't have a lot as well. Not we didn't have a lot of time to record it. We didn't have a lot of time to write and record it. Which is probably the the main issue with that album, as as we discussed in depth. But is this I the mean, first on SPV? No, because I think there's quite a few on there. To be honest, the rights change around yeah. constantly, and it's hard to sort of keep track. Because I think some of the reissues maybe on. Hold on, Snakebite Love's definitely on SPV, because even my bootleg copy has got, got that logo on. Yeah. On Steam Hammer. And I think after doing reading, it was the fifth. This the fifth on Steam Hammer. Let's uh, have a look at that album cover before we get going, man. Something I had. The album cover something to be old. Nice. Because wow. so we've gone from Snakebite Love, which was okay, but in terms of like its concept and everything, probably not the best executed. And then Overnight Sensation was just a picture of the band. Yeah, this bit of a misstep as a album yeah. cover. Sacrifice was a good yeah. cover during that time, but in in this nineties period, if we if we're classing this with the nineties albums, you've got Sacrifice, this, and Snakebite Lovers being the top tier mm. of covers because everything else is just a bit. It's either a picture of the band, it's a picture of the logo with an ace around it and bastards mm-hmm. written on there. Or it's that awful March or Die uh, album cover, which I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what happened with that thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, very much influenced by the Death Forever single, which I forgot to bring today, unfortunately. So I'll have to get some pictures to compare it with. But I this, love this cover, man. It, I, I, might, I might look for an LP or even up just a poster to frame. Because I had this, like I said, as a poster on my wall because a little a fold-out came with it. But... It, because it was a fold out, the detail wasn't that great. Looking at it now, like I never realised it was he was wearing like a leather jacket with the ace of spades on the collar. Yeah, it's all like the saliva coming out. It's fucking rad, that shit, man. It's yeah, it's very, the death ray of the singles, like the the war pick having decapitated someone. But mm. what always put me off about that, I thought like we had like a promo image when I was finding things of it because it's in weirdly orange and yellow. That's not and like color. I, I just thought that was like oh that just must be where it's been printed in a magazine or something. But no, that's the actual <laughs> that's the actual cover. But like yeah, the color and the detail on here is amazing. I even like the way the 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 text the the logo the motorhead logo is like black and that yellow is making it stand out against like mm. the the gory sunset color on the back there. If anything, it's it's as rad as it is. It's a bit misleading because there's not much war material on this. There's not actually. <laughs> um, this is this is more of a classic rock and roll, like you know, uh, fast songs, loose women, loose women are fast songs. That pretty much sums up the album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you next month. It is a badass cover. Yeah, it's it's a return to form and and Joe, he, I like the, the Pentag- Pentagno. It yeah. must have been like. Right to fix, not to f- necessarily fix the death forever, but like, like, right, 
how can we do something like that better? Mm. And it's 13 years <laughs> between that single and wow. this album. So fair dues to having <laughs> the thing to, to like go back and it's like, yeah, right, determined to like do this again. But yeah, yeah, it's an amazing cover. And you, as you say, like you get a bit of it off the CD, but try and get I've, a reissue yeah, man, of I, it. My, my CD came in a case and I had like, it was just, it's just like a black leather texture with the motorhead with the war pick on it. And I always thought that was badass on its own, but the cover, what would you call like the dealie on the back of the LP? It's, it's the back like, of the LP. The, the um, <laughs> like the little directional the arrow tri- thing. I don't know what that is. Cause it's the, like the triangle arrows. They start using that yeah, from the stage. It's I'm a not... 2000 thing. I've got it on one of the t-shirts. So it's my, my favorite tour t-shirt. Cause it's just like, like uh, you know, like the Eagle Wings logo with hmm. the motorhead and one of them on it. Yeah, it's on the it's on the Hammond cover as well. I can see it there. Oh yeah, it's at the top of the Hammond. Yeah, thing. we shall find out while oh, we're listening to as well. So some of the songs, but yeah, that's whatever that symbol is, which we'll discuss. Whatever it is, <laughs> I like it. I think it's it's a nice stripped down, easy recognizable thing. It's a bit more sleek and a bit more modern. You know, we're getting into the two thousands and ninety nine. We shall find out what that relates to. Oh, man, I'm, I'm excited. Should we listen to this album? Yeah, I Let's... was going to say, like, if, if people... Like, this has been reissued now, but this was one of the ones that was, like, a pain to get hold of. Like, I haven't got an original. I've only got a reissue. But when I was going through, I was quite lucky that a lot of the modern albums got reissued. And to be honest, the, what, the two that are really difficult to get a hold of now are March or Die, because it's never been re-released, mm. and 1916. Um, generally everything else you can get on LP quite easily without spending a fortune on it. What's the first track on this album, man? Well, I don't know, that's off the top of my head. See Me Burning. See Me Burning. Oh, tune. Let's uh, drop that needle. this album there's not really that thing to say about that song just everything's just on point what a way to open an album yeah it's badass dude reminds me very, I mean, very similar but very <laughs> really similar to Burner from Bastards which I'm sure opens that yeah but it's, I think I think it's a bit faster yeah it is S- similar sort of drums but like the, the whole sound like the drums sound amazing as so well. you, good. you catch like like a, a glimpse of just like what the bass actually sounds like right at the end of this song on this album and it's it's so overdriven it, mm. just, it sounds brilliant just everything goes really well with it it's like 1999 recordings like this is a like it's getting well into the digital age like yeah. away from the three track stuff now as well so a new a new sound like you know an, an improved quality of the old sound yeah definitely improved quality it, it, it just sounds amazing like 
straight off the gate. And say just that, you said about the drumming, about Mickey D doing that, like, pretty much three minutes straight. (laughs) Yeah, not a problem. So good, the drumming on this. It's, like, my favourite Mickey D song, probably. I can tell you the lyrics off the top of my head, probably. Uh, The only one one I remember from this is, uh, coming over like you bring a sister, I swear to you, she won't be in the way. That's pretty good. (laughs) What's the one, uh, even if you don't know what I'm saying, you look like the one, you look like you know the ones who do. My, 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 my. You really fetch my bone. <laughs> you fetch my bone. Yeah. Well, that's not, okay, that's not the best, but the rest of it, I'm, I'm no, willing I, to say it is the best. Again, like the imagery, like you you look like the ghost of Cinderella. You look like you go a country mile. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're pretty much away from just the, the standard couplet hmm. rhyming schemes as well. It's like it doesn't even have to rhyme, just, just bark <laughs> like awesome lyrics of people. It's such a good rock and roll song, though. Like, as Motorhead is like a thrash band, this is probably where that idea comes from in this album. Even though like the lyrical content isn't really that thrash. Yeah, I, guess, I think but... there's been a lot of Motorhead songs which could have been considered thrash, but they because we we've talked about this on like earlier episodes, but the transcending the fan base, like you've got punks and mm-hmm. metalheads who loved Motorheads, and like you just got to look at the amount of bands that have covered. Motorheads, especially metal ones, like all the big, or well, most of the big thrash bands have covered Motorheads, one way or another. Um, but yeah, like Phil's obviously rocking that on on the main riff of this. Um, yeah, that's fucking cool as well. I wouldn't necessarily consider Motorhead a thrash band. I think they're almost like they you can just pair them with whatever. But Motorheads is just Motorheads. It's heavy and it's hard and it's it's rock and roll, but it's metal as as well. Like I'm like we talked about Lemmy never wanting to sort of say we're a metal band because they're not a metal band, but it just goes because they play hard and heavy. It just goes with hand in hand with with the rest of the bands who play there. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to keep you throwing that word thrash in this album. I think as you, as we go on, you'll I'll make my you'll see my point a bit more. But even though I even even then, I still wouldn't say Mohead are thrash. No, they. It's a rock and roll band that plays just very loud, very fast. Yeah, there are a lot of thrash songs on there, but like, you wouldn't group these in with like Metallica, and Megadeth, yeah. and Slayer, and Eccentric, there's, and Don and... There's two slow songs on this album, really. I'd say the second one here is like a slow song. Let's let's listen to it and see. Slow dance. If you agree with me, <laughs> slow dance. That's yeah. right. It's kind of in the in the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit slower.
love the outro for this song. Great stuff. I would say that that's the only song on this album that could easily be placed on one of the older stuff. Like, that could just appear on Sacrifice, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two. It's it's a change of pace, and I've got to admit, it's not my favourite song on the album by away because no. i'm never as keen on the slower motorhead song yeah cause... and especially this album that's so fast this is four minutes 28 i mean there are th- that said there are some great lyrics in here like i'm not i'm not knocking the song just because it, it's slower i think it's more just the chorus that gets to me because it's <laughs> yeah it's and to be fair it does change up a lot in the choruses like i, I didn't even um sort of mention it in the first song but it's it's the change in structures as well we're, we're not we're not necessarily verse chorus verse chorus solo verse chorus mm. outro like see me burning's got an extended third verse we've got a double end chorus on here like it's just little things like that changing up like making the album like fresher because you're not going by the numbers you are sort of changing it up slightly and putting putting other other things in to, to make it give to on not challenge the listener but it's like oh you thought you yeah, thought it was yeah. going to to end there we've got a double chorus at the yeah, end yeah. or like you know you thought we were going to the or you think we'd be going to the chorus now. anyway but yeah it's it not my favorite song now because it's not my thing but i can appreciate how it changes things up the we've the humor as well and some of the lyrics it's very much a thing where this this is Unlike the last few albums where we've we've kind of felt like it's going through the motions of like right we've written songs now write the lyrics five minutes before we um, mm-hmm. before we record it it feels like a lot more thought and effort's been put into. I also like this. This is an interesting side conversation in of itself. Motorhead songs that reference Motorhead songs. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more of it as we get on down the years, especially on a uh, motorizer. But this, it might be the first example. Uh, woman or Gazmatron, drive me out of my mind. Teaser, getting it on, giving me a hard time. Classic motorhead sound and stuff. But also, say, oh, I remember that album, Orgasmatron. Yeah, I mean, we're back We're back to the couplet there, but it's Orgasmatron, mind on time. Mm. So, and, but it it works again. I mean, even where he changes it up in all the verses, right? Slow down, slow down, and then it's just show me your remover. Mm. Dancing all alone, come a little closer. Like it, and again, changing the last verse to slow dance and then romance. <laughs> Just again, like little changes like that to keep it interesting. But yeah, the humor is definitely sort of there in in this album. Um, as you mentioned with the first song, first song about um, bringing your sister. <laughs> Great line. I just like the way this opens. Like, woman, watch your name. I know you're from somewhere. <laughs> couldn't couldn't get away with it today, but still no. good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot you probably couldn't get away with on here um that's what makes it a classic you know yeah, it's a bygone time just the, the last line as well which you've talked about had loving if i could do it over then i'd do it over you <laughs> <laughs> nice great stuff but is it better than the next track which is probably my favorite on favorite fast song on the album or this we'll save that to the end because i've got some things to say about this album as whole. Mm. but i like this song as well it says is stay out of jail Great title, Gee. great riff, 
upgrade everything. Ugh. Could just die listening to that opening bar line. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with this song. That's a very thrashy song, right? You can picture Metallica doing that, right? Yeah, not it's, just me. It's not got the, you know, the just hammer open E as much as possible between all of the notes. And there's no guitar solo in there as well, there I is. feel. Yeah, it comes out of the, the second chorus and straight into a guitar solo. And the outro's got a guitar solo. Must have been reading. I'm not paying attention. As I want to do. Yeah, man, that song—it's so succinct and so packed, and there's just there's no wasted time, no wasted breath, and there does exactly what it needs to do. Gets the mark. What is it? Three, two minutes. Yeah, I think I think there's there's not much time when there's three minutes no second lyrics or singing. It's like the intro, and then it's like stay out of jail, <laughs> and then riff again, straight back in. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds such like a, an easy fucking title, and like. At the same time, it sounds so good on its own as well. Like, and you can rhyme everything with jail, jail, fail, mail, stale, yeah. a whale. I think they use all of those in this <laughs> Well, it does. I don't think it, they've done this on an album for a while, but where they've got the pre-chorus, uh, Joe, no, ton, no time to fall, no time to fail, no time for anything at all. And then the chorus is just stay out of jail, and then it kicks around again, and like. Just the pre the pre chorus makes the, the song really. It's just that build up to it, but it's just an excellent transition to something so simple, which you know bands will bands should get well not should get a lot of shit for, but it's something they could get a lot of shit for for like right. We need to transition from one bit of the song to the other. Mm. We'll just stop. So the drums <laughs> drop out, and it is. Stay out of jail, and then going back into yeah, it. But yeah. because of the way the pre-chorus builds up to it, and then it is just that one phrase, which because everything else pretty much drops out, it's just more impactful, yeah. and it it just organic too. Yeah, it's just a natural flow. All that just ties in so well together, man. Yeah, it's very simple what they're doing in terms of songwriting, but in terms of like its maximum impact, like you can spend, you know, you can be Rush or like. Um, Dream Theater or something, but all these like dead elaborate things and everything, and just making really complex song arrangements. Mm-hmm. But there's some there's some things which just work, and this is so simple, but because it's done right, it sounds amazing. It's just simple shit that's done by people who really know what they're doing. Yeah, so they just like approached simpleness with expertise and created a fucking banger of a tune, like. I don't know. Is it in my top ten? Maybe. 
it's it's not it's not like what people consider an all time great Mohead song, but I just sitting and talking about it. It's why isn't it? I think it's a, I think it's a banger. It's like you pick out this album. It's like oh yeah, stay out of jails on it. It's the first thing I'm drawn to on it. It's like yeah, that's gonna stay out of jail. On. The only thing that lets it down for me stops it from being the the greatest song is a um, a fool in drag. Got your nose in a bag, whacked out of your head. You all remember what I said. It's a, it's it's a bit lazy considering how great the rest of the song is. A, a, a fool in drag, fine. Nose in a bag. Wait, what is? Oh, cocaine. Yeah. Oh, cocaine. Oh yeah. I'm an idiot. Now it makes sense. So you're happy with that line? I now? am happy with it yeah. now. Yeah, I've, I've no problem with the fool and drag part of it. I guess. No, uh, <laughs> Wow, live and learn. Live and learn the internet. How, how long have you sort of been thinking about that line? Since 2000? Oh, only, only since Christmas 2000? Only, only that line was like just rewritten. And it Every day, be. yeah. Keeps me up <laughs> at night. <laughs> since for the last 20 years, it's all I've thought about. And here we are now, today. A fool in drag and you got your nose in a bag whacked out of your head. Oh. Yeah, now we're City back born, to... Back torn, to couplet, still but... turning tricks enough to make you sick. Just passing the book. You might be real bad luck. Mm, perfect, easy stuff. Yeah, C- can't say enough good things about this song. Yeah, I mean it's back to the couplets, but it, again, little changes that make it that sort of challenge the listener. So it's you get stick facing the door, just watching the street, city born, ripped and torn. So you've got the couplet there between door and torn, but mm. with born as well. And as you say, it's that other line which is um, fool and drag, nose in a bag. It's Whacked out of your head. Yeah. Whacked's always a good word to put into a song. Whacked because it's like that. It's that onomatopoeic thing. And it's, just a, it's a good line filler as well. Whacked, love it. Yeah, it's just because they put that that line with the double rhyme in, or the the line with that rhymes with itself. <laughs> they put that in different parts of the verses as well. Mm. Again, just little things like that. We do the next Just change one. it up. So, yeah, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this next one. Ooh, I I have thoughts to give as well. Is out to lunch? No, it's not out to lunch. It's I don't know why, but um, for some not, reason yeah. they don't print the lyrics to the next song. Well, here we go. Uh, God save the Queen, but ironically, of course, because. Think about that, man. Is that a Sex Pistol song? You know that, did you? I did know. You're you're not a Sex Pistols guy. You're a Phil Lynott guy. 
Linus. Linus. Yeah. What's the guy from Sex Pistols? From Public Image. Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten. Why did I say Phil Linus? What's I his don't name? know. Finn oh, Lizzy. Christ, yeah. What is up with you today? I, I, it's been a rough week, dude. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's interesting. That song did have a solo. <laughs> it did. What is two. Did, did Moet ever cover a Finn Lizzy song? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Rosalie. Uh, I don't know if they ever recorded it. Uh, they must have been a B-side of ours, but I saw them play that live in Germany, and I was like, this is fucking... Well, uh, it makes sense for him to cover Finn Lizzy soon as Robbo was in there for a bit. Yeah. Although he famously he refused to play yeah. <laughs> Motorhead songs. It's like, no, I'm not playing Motorhead songs. <laughs> Motorhead. Fuck that. Um, anyway, Johnny Rotten, Motorhead John Lydon. Covers. That's why... <laughs> Yeah, I I've never really been like listen. I've never had the Motorhead covers in heavy rotation. Jumping Jack Flash for a bit, but um, they were either going to record. They wanted to record a cover for We Are Motorhead, and Phil wanted to do Satisfaction, as in I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. And Mickey D and Lemmy wanted to do God Save the Queen because according to Lemmy, uh, Steve Jones is it? Yes. He's the he says the best rhythm guitarist he's ever seen or is of his time. I mean, I'm coming from a slightly different angle because I quite like the Sex Pistols, but as in not the songs people like. Oh, really? Okay. Um, there's not that many to choose from, is there? <laughs> well, there's not, but every everyone talks about Anarchy in the UK, which is all right, but I think it's overplayed. God Save the Queen is so, but to a lesser extent. Mm. Pretty Vacant out of the singles is probably the best. Yeah. And in terms of the best songs they ever written, it's... Those are, those three are the only songs I'd know. Yeah. It'd be something like EMI or Bodies or... Like, Bodies has got one of the best opening lines of a song ever. I have to play this. She was a girl from Birmingham. She's just had an abortion. And, like, that's... Uh. That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> it's a tune, like... But, like, obviously, Sex Pistols, totally uncompromising. Opening songs with lines like that. Um, Do you know why I never liked the Sex Pistols, Matt? It's because they were so focused on the shock value that it came, became about the shock value. Yeah, it's... I mean, we, talk, we talked a bit on the show about um, the DIY and, and the punk uh, mentality and everything, but you've got to remember, like, these bands coming off from the 70s. Like, we like to think it's like, oh, yeah, it's just... It's like kids rising up and like people's poet and it's like yeah smash the system and everything but you have to remember like the clash and the sex pistols had managers behind them like malcolm mclaren yeah put the band together famously dismissed glenn matlock as the bass player because sid vicious fitted in better aesthetically yeah and another facts supposedly yeah. sid vicious was taught bass by lemmy yeah even though obviously sid vicious doesn't play on the couldn't and, and, and even though he couldn't play the fucking thing no he couldn't play the <laughs> thing at all um but yeah it's, it's an interesting way to look because pioneering as in like this kind of music wasn't made before then but god save the queen is a very rock and roll song yeah. it's it you see it when it's you hear the motorhead cover where it's it feels like a 50s rock and roll song, almost. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could spend ages talking about the Sex Pistols and like their impact and where people stand on them. But in terms of this 
as a cover and as a song by Motorhead. What are you thinking? Because I know you hate Cypher songs. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. It's like it's nothing I'd turn off if I ever had come on like it, but it's just like no, it doesn't spark joy with me. This does not spark joy. Yeah. For but me, it's, it's like it points out, like you were saying there. Like I've never thought about it before. How it, it points out how lyrically it is a rock and roll song, and it's totally in the avenue of what Lemmy likes and what Lemmy, Lemmy writes. But I can't shake the association with Sex Pistols. No, I mean, out, out of the the big Sex Pistols songs covered, like I'd prefer this over Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, um, I don't like that song at all. No, um, I do prefer this. Like the, it's just, it's the attitude. It, it's the sneering attitude of like, we're the future, your future. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, how you feel when we're in charge? <laughs> All like eighteen year old uh, lies and spitting this yeah. out, just things like that. Um, but for me, it's a touch. So I don't mind it, but I think because I don't know if it's because it's tuned down or they're playing it in a low key, it seems a bit slower. Oh, than yeah. the original. It totally is. Um, it works, but I think it's one of those. It'd be good as a B-side, but not necessarily. I wouldn't have put it on the album. Yeah, I, I would not have missed it if it, went on the, if it weren't on the album. Even though I love this album a lot, I, I would have even more great things to say about this album. Because yeah. apart from the fact that it's a Sex Pistols song, it does slow it down. Yeah. And I'm not in favour of slowing it down that much. What about the video? The video is interesting in that it's it draws attention to the important fact that this is the Lemmy without the handlebar moustache period, yeah. which is always uncomfortable. It's also the only fun music video they've ever done, probably, because it's just a, like a nice, good old-fashioned piss take. It's always laughing at themselves. But it's, then it's also got Lemmy wearing guyliner, which is yeah. not something I want to It's really see. odd. It's like you can see Mickey and Phil are having fucking ball filming <laughs> this on top of a route master yeah, bus that, that's, going through London like Phil's going nuts I love all that so. but then then you get to like the, the venue and it's like a extras at a motorhead concert and it's not the people that should be at a motorhead concert yeah it's like you can tell like the people have been like music video film and cast and call it's not if they just said gross it's uncomfortable to fans like they could have sh- just recorded like a live, a live gig and just splice that in there. I just brought the Queen out for... Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fucking why not? Video, yeah, music yeah, the... videos are a hard thing to get right. And like we're in the 20, 2000s where music videos are only going to be around for another five or so years, ten or so years. I think there'll always be a an outlet. For, because it's a lot of directors use it to almost get their foot in the door. Over to, to making bigger and better things. I mean, but the thing is now, like an established band, it's like Motorhead, like the last music videos they did, it was just like, oh, here's just a lyric video, or oh, here's just the the music video with some live footage. Yeah, I mean, they it's... don't care. It's not going to up their revenue. It's not going to get them new fans. It's like we need something to put online so someone else doesn't get our hits from doing it for yeah, us. Yeah, we're we're well away from the days of we need we need a single, but we need a video because then we can get the airtime yeah. on MTV because you don't. And it's a shame because those were good days. Because, like, yeah. you know, a good music video captured is like, oh, this to get you interested in the band a bit more. Like, I always think of the, um, the Bad Religion video for um, 21st Century Digital Boy. It's just a fucking insanely weird, cool video. It's like, I'm going to fucking listen to this song more. I think it is like a, a lost 
lost art. A lost art. It's like we're not. You're not gonna get this again. And and like when it's done well, it can only really start people off now. If it's for a gimmick band like Necrogoblicon. Like they only became big because they invested some money in making the video, and the yeah. people shared it around. It made it the front page of Reddit. That's how you make it big now. Get the front page of Reddit. Yeah, I d- I've got. Nah, I'm not a Necrogoblicon. <laughs> you're you're Necrogoblicon on my Sex Pistols. I. People I at like, home, just YouTube Neko Gobicon and you'll be on my side. I like You like John, John Gobicon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like his how to videos. But uh, anyway fantastic. I just don't like the I feel really that I just don't like the band because I think it's it, it is just a gimmick, but I do like what John Gobicon does with it. I just I just think with something like that, it's the same with fucking Oakley Doakley. It just <laughs> limits yourself like, so gimmick. much. This is the only thing that we see completely different sides on because I love a good silly gimmick band. I just, I just embrace the silliness of it there's, and have a good time. For me, there's a way of doing it, but I think with some bands like that where it's like, yeah, we we just write songs about Ned Flanders Simpsons quotes. <laughs> and it's like, what happens when you run out of all the good ones? And like you're using like series 30 quotes. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm it's just so I'm, limited. I'm along for the ride. I want to find out. It's like that Australian band, The Beards, that just wrote songs about beards, and everyone said this is ridiculous. It won't last. They got four albums out of it. Four albums toured the world by just singing songs about beards. It's why why put that? Surely creativity. People need a gimmick these days. Surely, you? like creativity, like you need the space to express yourself. We've had like motorhead albums that have got like brass sections on hmm. and piano and stuff like that and it's like early days and nah, i never get that at all not not happening but because they've been able to branch out and do all these new things i mean obviously it's motorhead it's still very much just rock and roll but they can still sort of spread out and do songs like orgasmatron 1916 march or die mm-hmm. that that really allow themselves to to express themselves a bit more but when your gimmick is just it's back goblins then it's <laughs> just why why put that that because, self-imposed restriction on yourself because motorhead could do that stuff because they're motorhead they're a long established band with years of fandom behind them like a new band to get attention now needs a reason for people to give it attention but unfortunately you can do it, it you can do it but just why put the limitation on yourselves this is this is not motorhead related. Let's uh, leave that conversation for a, another <laughs> another podcast. Anyway, so for final thoughts on God Save the Queen, <laughs> right? My, my, it's it's a, it's a healthy meh from me. I don't think it ruins the album. I I would love the album a step more if it wasn't on there. It's, it's what yeah. it is. It's what it is. I think it's it's one that if it's on, it's like I won't. You're not reaching out to skip it, but it's it just. I don't. I feel that covers don't have a place on the album, like unless it's like a covers album. Like B sides, mm-hmm. great, but if you're showcasing your band, unless you've done something amazing in terms of a cover, and I can't really think of too many examples, then just don't just don't put it on the album. B side, yeah, standalone single, EP. So many options. Yeah, they chose to plop just it on not the on the LP. Out to Lunch is a song that they wrote and that they played, and that's on this album. And that's next. Good segue. 
Love it, love everything about it. I love the pace of that man. It's, uh, it's such a mosh song. Everything it, 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 it invokes the spirit of mashing because you're just going around in a circle. You don't yeah. know what's happening next, and you could get punched out of left field any minute. Just like that fucking song. Great stuff. When you've got it, you know you've got it. Boom, boom, boom. What more do you say about it? It's just excellent fill riff again. Yeah. Just. Like this is this is why I think this is the start of the the modern era because it, it's songs like this and see me Vernon mm. um, and stay out of jail like three of the five songs listed on this are just that just fell just simple riff um, but it's a banger as well just when paired with those drums as well brilliant like reminds me a lot of Eat the Rich just because it's what is it. Alpha Blood, Alpha Blood, yeah. Out to lunch and no time goes. Just reminds me of that and turn you around again, which is musically banger. very similar, yeah. But I'd say this is uh, better, and I don't know why. I just speaks to me more. Yeah, I just I wouldn't. It's not like some of the songs we've listened to where you like. I was just rip off of this. It's not. Mm. It's it only reminds me of that just because of the looks. Just because it turn you around again, turn you around again, or is it turn you turn you around again? Yeah. Some uh, some of that brilliant simplicity shit in there, man. Like the outer lunch uh, chorus, the the preverse to that. Uh, out of time, blinding lights. Now you're gonna feel the bites. Then it becomes out of time, blind at night. Now you're gonna feel the bites. Then it becomes out of time, blind all right. Little twists. Yeah, again, like little things, but again, paying attention, changing it up, going into into the pre-chorus, like you say, it's all they do. It's pretty much the same riff, just plays. Lower on the neck. Simple things <laughs> like that. Simple Make it elegance. interesting. Just break up the verse a bit and lead you into the chorus. And again, it's that flow, which every song so far has, has had it. it. They just all flow really well. It's like they've really fell into like this groove of, right, this is how Motorhead songs are written. Yeah. It's just, this is how we do it. And again, and this is how you like compose changes. the album as well. Double chorus at the end, not not really much of a change up, but again makes it a di- bit different. Having a solo after the first chorus, or just again like little little changes to make it to make it not by the numbers, but it's almost like this is a by the numbers Motorhead record because it's like every song is like right, they've totally fallen into that groove of songwriting. This this mm. a nice way you're saying that would be that it's a textbook. An album. Yeah. It's like this is the formula that works. This is why we're doing it. Example, yeah. and yeah, oh yeah, that does work. Fucking a. It's the for it's the formula that works, but it's when they've all really clicks and firing on all cylinders. It's not just that they're they're putting out an album. It's this is how you write a good motorhead yeah. song. 
I wonder how many people aren't familiar with the phrase out to lunch and just think this is a song about him going to get a quick bite. Is that not what it's about? No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those old school sayings, out to lunch, isn't it? Oh, he's out to lunch, him. he's not all there, he's uh, somewhere else. Wake the Dead is next. That, that, that's five minutes, is it? Jesus. Yes, it's. I was in preparation. I've been listening to this all week, but I thought I... Ugh. I thought this album was pretty much bang on 29 minutes. It's 38. Is it? So it was doing, yeah, so it was doing like, I was on the exercise bike and it's like, I'll just do half an hour and then <laughs> it was sort of coming through these songs and it's like, hold on, Wake the Dead's a bit long. It's not a three minute song here. There's only 10 songs. I know this isn't three minutes. <laughs> so unless we've got some 30 second songs in there, but yeah. So it does, the songs do start to stretch out in the second half. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's have a listen, shall we? Wake the dead. It slows the pace down, doesn't it? Like it's a even pace though slower, yeah, even yeah. though the Mickey's going nuts on the drums, yeah. it, it's all just the way the, through the, as well. Yeah, the ringing out the chords from from Phil and Levy. It's a and for as long as it is, it's still like it's not it's not dipping into any unnecessary lyric stuff. Like it, it's all well written shit, man. Yeah, it's like because it, it could have been easy just to write this as like the the three minute, you know, just just end it there. Like that'll do. It's a, it's again like this extended final verse and and things like that. It's it's, but it's doing it in a way where you don't feel like it's unnecessarily adding to the runtime. Especially like my favorite part of it is like the pre-verse or, or the chorus, if you whatever it is like the the, the fast part that's yeah. just loaded with lyrics. That shit it just grabs me every time. Like. What what you have is yours, my friend. You you can never. What you have is yours, my friend. You can never see the end. All your future gone to hell. All your past an empty shell, and it just keeps going and it keeps going. Yeah. He's just fucking lobbing this rhetoric that year, and it's all yeah. like badass and metal and so fucking yeah. And awesome. Then, and then after all that, you get that you get that really mellow breakdown, which I don't think we've had in a mm-hmm. metal head song for a long time. Like some. Some nice just like bass stuff going. Yeah, through, yeah, yeah. Like we haven't had that for a long time. That just hasn't been like a, a four bar thing. It's like it it's given time to breathe and just again 
just flow into yeah. it. It's like, you know, like don't rush it. Just make it last for as long as it needs to before we need to go back in into the verse. But yeah, just really cool to hear that and like some clean guitar over it, which, you know, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder if this ever made it into the set as like the, the calm down after the big song. I'm going to have a look at some, um, some set lists. After the interesting this doing episode, just looking at set list, you know. Yeah, I mean, because there's that's the only thing. Like again, like not saying it's it's a bad thing, but generally, three or four albums down the line, you might get them break out with Amores mm. occasionally. But in terms of like other stuff, generally not. It's like you need to play the classics. Yeah, especially this. Like this would like this is like the the spiritual and the spiritual ancestor of sacrifice but like they need to do sacrifice live so they can do the drum solo you could drop a drum solo in this but it wouldn't be in the yeah. same vibe as the one in sacrifice yeah it reminds me of like again like shall we talk about these experimental motorhead songs that kind of stick out on albums the, again going back to this almost the textbook of how you write motorhead songs this is that experimental song do you know Again, March or Die or 1916 yeah. of like barking lyrics while there's not really yeah. much else. While the drums are pounding, the guitar's just doing sort of ringing out chords, but having this just spitting out lyrics and being something slightly more. Um, trying to think of the word. Like it's it's barking this at you and getting you to to think more about what this song's actually about, but. It doesn't sort of stick out like something like Orgasmatron or yeah, or more. A lot of the Divers. songs on this album are just like just beating you over the head with the theme. It's like like you don't need to know what this is about because it's written on the side of the club. I'm hitting you in the head with. <laughs> Apart from the next track, mm. also I don't know why I think of this, but is this is this the start of the? I'm trying to think when they start in properly with Triple H. And the WWE thing. It's the next album. Is it? Because yeah. we get the name, the name's the game. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I don't know whether this was some sort of a, allusion to it, but I can't think of what I was watching WWF in 99, but I can't think of what Triple H was doing. He was burying other people so he could be at the position where he was like, I'm going to get Motorhead to write my song for me. And everyone just said, okay, sure, don't don't." This find could me. be any year in his career. <laughs> <laughs> well... That's an interesting topic that's going to come up on the next album. Trust me, fam. Next song, though, is one I really wanted to get to and just sit back and listen to it and enjoy because I haven't listened to it on like, a quality speak system in my whole life, probably. Because I grew up listening to these CDs on a really tiny, shitty wall-mounted CD player. I had a little remote with it and everything. God, those were the days. Those were the days. And then, it fell, and then it fell off the wall and I had to like prop it up on the floor. Never got fixed. No. Never got fixed. I, I, I don't wonder what happened to that CD player. I probably got chucked out on a move somewhere. My mum still uses the same CD player she's had since 1999. Like. That, there's a lot of cheap CD players. I don't know I don't know what it was about the technology, whether you could just throw them out, but there's yeah. a lot of cheap and nasty ones. Shame that CDs are never going to come back. <laughs> I, uh, looking back, I hate them. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. To break, yeah. yeah, like if you had, if you had like a Discman that... Didn't oh, have any man, fucking hell, yeah. that didn't have any sort of like stability protection where it's like if you're over a bump then it <laughs> skips. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Let's listen to this song, man. Oh, I'm so excited. 
Uh, it is six minutes and forty five seconds long, so let's enjoy all six minutes forty five seconds of one more fucking time. It's a ballad, everyone. That song is 6 minutes 40 something and I wish it was longer. I love that song. I think it, like, we've complained before about Mohair songs that fade out because we don't, we feel like the songs could have gone on mm. for longer or the solo hasn't had enough time to breathe, but I think that is just enough. It's perfect, with that. that solo is so, I love that solo so much. Oh man, at the time I've spent listening to just that solo, like, winding the CD just to that point so I could just sit and listen eyes closed listen to that solo if anything in the background interrupted me listen i'd go back listen to it from the beginning again it's it's given just enough time to do everything it needs to do it's not cut off before the end of it and it doesn't drag out and Mm -hmm. it's one of the times that i think like the fade out's pretty much bob on yeah and and it's like the soul of the song as well as well because it's like it's like sad and mournful angry a bit like you know there's some hope in there there's resentment this song itself is just a piece of prose like i'd give my fucking left leg just to hold the book that this was written in like the the lyric book and just like see that written on the page see how much of it stayed exactly as it was on the page because i bet a lot of it was exactly as it was just written Mm. in one late night writing thing by lemmy and again like it's I think this is one of those instances where this is not written 15 minutes before oh, Christ, no, no, he's come in with this. Yeah, definitely. And, like, just, again, you can tell with bits like having, um, oh, what is it, after after we come back after the second chorus, there's a key change, and there's, like, half a verse of that, and then it kicks into, mm. like, a full verse. Again, just bits like that that show that this, this isn't just, we're not writing as we go along here. It's crafted and thought about and so crafted so clever like like, again going back to going back to me as i like to do like getting this is like your first proper like cd album first album in a time where you know commercial music of any time any young or old person is this commercial music is always going to be the music that's not as in-depth 
as it could be because mm. if it was in depth it wouldn't sell very well would it and and then you find something that's written like this on an album that's about like it's with it's got like a skull monster on the front of it and all the other songs are about beating the shit out of people and like things burning and then there's this song in the middle of it that makes young you just go whoa this this poetry here there's yeah. this depth to this it's the stigma of metal matt is like oh it's that dumb music for no nothing to to beat each other up to oh, there's this there's righteousness in fury man and there's 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 sadness in depth and there's depth in this music it's the a lot of metal albums have a problem with the ballad mm, yeah as well totally do where it's skip that one yeah like just just leave it because sometimes you can't it's difficult for bands to get it right but it's right here it fits in with the other songs and as you say there's so much depth to it it's not like oh it's not just like a a fucking like oh isn't life bad girlfriends (laughs) left me there is elements of that in there but the way it's put across it means so much more like let's say just going back to so coming off the second chorus with a key change and if it would have been a bad man you would have seen the good in me you would have seen the other good man i could be the good man i could be but since i am a good man the same was all the same it's 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 like he's saying like you don't appreciate what i do on this like you don't mm. appreciate what i do for you but if it was the opposite way of me acting like a narky dickhead all the time, <laughs> then you'd see the amount I did. Just, just things like that, just sort of spin it on her says It's not, it's not like oh, oh, she doesn't do anything. You don't appreciate what you. Do. It's just the and way it's, it's yeah. put across. And it's not just the whole like break up sad thing song as well, because it then just becomes more about life in itself. Like all life is a mystery. All things come to he who waits. All things just a twist of fate. This is him saying, like, it's, it's it's all fucked up, man, and it's going to happen again, and I'll go through it again one more fucking time. Yeah, because that's what we do to ourselves. And all our years together weren't worth weren't a fucking worth a dime. Fucking dime. So all our years together. Gilly, just one more fucking when, time. Like, it's so sad, but and it's got like because it's got the fucking in it, it's like he's not defeated by the sadness. It's just like, a oh, well, that's just sad. Yeah, we go, we go know, through he, this all over yeah. again, and it's that... So it's a commentary on the human condition but it's the fact just little things again just repeat that over and over because mm. that's the cycle yeah, you end yeah, up yeah. in just just one one more fucking time again with mm-hmm. this key change going up there it it's like makes me appreciate more they say in the the, the studio book that Lemmy didn't like to be watched when he was recording like they'd have mm. to like hang curtains up basically so he couldn't be seen like he, he he's invoking and feeling and stuff. You can hear it even in his voice that is is battered by this point. Like he's still using his voice as an instrument. Yeah, and certain lines as well. It's just again, sort of things like um, oh, what's the word? He does. It's not overdubs him when you do it on vocal, but like you've got he sings it twice. He just doubles it up. Yeah, he, he just doubles up the vocal just on certain lines, and you get little things like that. Just thing, just turn it up and give more impacts to some of those to some of those lines in there but yeah i know what you mean about wanting to to view like how this was how this was written just hmm. i love the song man though my ballads don't usually make it to my 
main playlist these days. Mm. Like, but I'll have like a side playlist for ballads. This is definitely the fucking top on it. So, um, B side of uh, <laughs> of what was chosen as a single was that a good decision? Was this was this the B side? This is the B side. Really, God save the Queen. I mean, I guess it's it's. It's at the point where Lemmy wants to show his depth to the songwriter to new fans and a lot of new people would pick God Save the Queen up as a single because they know the song. God Save the Queen. You yeah. can't use you can't have this as a single. Business wise, probably not the best decision because it doesn't represent the album. Doesn't no. really represent the band, does it? Should it stay out of jail, this B side way it should have been. Or or we are not ahead. Yeah, yeah, good point. Let's. Uh, I could gush about this forever and get deeper and sadder as we go, but uh, there's still three more to go, man. Stage fight, crash and burn. It's a bit of a weird one. Even the the, the title's a bit you know, like unsure of itself. So like, yeah, yeah, like it's either this or this. Just pick it when it goes to press. <laughs> it's like, oops, sorry. Stage fight slash crash and burn. Crash and burn. Slash stage fright. Stage fright. Slash burn. Either or. Yeah. Not a bad song. Uh, it's a, a, a another fine example of some Mickey D drumming. Yeah, it's probably the only song on on here which it describes as like filler. Yeah. Um. It. Ju- I'm not saying it's a rehash of Stay Out of Jail, but it's similar pace drift, similar place, or similar chorus as in Stay Out of Jail. Stop. Start again. Yeah. <laughs> Crash burn. Start Crash again. Like we're gone. Drive on. We're but that gone. that said, there are there are some things like in there. There's um just the riff that's played under the solos, brilliant. It, it's you talk the about riff. songs for the the pit and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's gonna get people riled yeah. up. It's not exactly a, a depth of songwriter number, and that's what makes it. That's that's one of the quantifiers of filler yeah there's there's some there's some things i do like though like jokes about this as being the song that was written before (laughs) five minutes Mm -hmm. before it was um five minutes before it was recorded but stage fright stage fright over not me no 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 no, i'm fine i don't get stage fright (laughs) do you know what i mean it's like (laughs) that's you can't you can't get it if you're doing what you love like cheat the devil live so long burn the burn the mission sing a song yeah it's do do your things it's that he, that humor sort of evident here where it's like, do you get stage fright? No, 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 no I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, it's not not me. Not me. I'd never me, get stage fright. And like Something came over me. There's just a weird line in there, what is it? Um Walk the line, love the shoes, tattooed lady, need all blues. That's like close to making a point about something, I guess. I don't know if he's talking about like tattooed needles or if he yeah, is talking but... about some sort of substance abuse, but there's not Nothing Does it really tie into in the there. rest of it? <laughs> no. You know what I mean? 
again it's it's not a bad song it's just not as great as everything else yeah it's if it was played in in a set it'd be like it's just people going nuts um in the pit and everything but in terms of it's played in the next mm. song yeah speaking of next song then parentheses wearing your close parentheses hard on your sleeve Too clean, too fucking healthy, you know what I mean? <laughs> too fucking healthy, you know what I mean? It was one of them. Great. I'm wearing a Mind Threat t shirt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a Minor Threat guy. We never talked about Minor Threat. I don't know. I don't, to be honest, it's a conversation for another time. I prefer the, is it the nine minute demo tape, the eight song demo tape to the first album. Really? Is that what I should be listening to? Because I've tried getting into Minor Threat a lot because I'm quite straight edge and shit, but it's, it's never really gel because I'm not that big of a hard guy. But you're right, this is not a motorhead conversation. <laughs> anyway, this is the first demo tape. It's really <laughs> Will good. Will do. Yeah, uh, this song is, it's what, three minutes, 40 something? They, they could have shaved a few seconds off of that, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it feels like a list song, which we haven't had yeah. in a while. But, um, it, but at the same time, I'd say it's a step above the list song because there is still some nice lyricism. So the politics suck, you'll be shit out of luck if you ever mess with the methods they use. It's covering a lot of bases. <laughs> it is, but it it kind of feels like some of it could get cut. Like just yeah, it's covering it, too many bases. <laughs> yeah, just just putting all the rhymes. <laughs> um, out of your mind, deaf, dumb and blind... Don't know how many people can be on so, so unkind. Uh, grown up too soon, grown up too soon. Too many wolves looking up at the moon. <laughs> it's like... yeah, that, that one could have gone. I wouldn't have missed that. Where's the oh, time for some slamming? Time for some jamming? And it's just the way it's delivered as when well. It's almost... me, Matt, it's... <laughs> it's all... Listen back to it when he sings it as well. And you're like, it's almost like he's reading it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is wrong. Um, although some interesting um, allusions in there. Where is it? Nobody questions the law. Nobody questions the man. Nobody cares because nobody knows where. We're gonna. We, we got to go so we can kick out the, the jams. Jams, motherfuckers. It's an interesting I mean, song. Yeah, why put it in there? <laughs> why talk about <laughs> kick out the jams? I love kick out the jams. Every band Who doesn't should kick out the germs. Every band should cover kick out the germs. They should. I'm surprised Motorhead haven't covered kick out the germs. Oh, have they? I think they've done some stuff with MC5, haven't they? Uh, something in my mind tells me there's there's an MC5 connection, but I can't. I can't find. If there was, if they had the cover of it, I would definitely have that. So I don't, I don't think they have. 
Was there only one chorus in this song? No, it's because of the way they've done the lyric sheet. Oh, yeah, this lyric sheet's pretty fucking bad, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of mistakes in there. Like they've they've marked the choruses in black. Frustratingly mm. as well, they've marked the first lines in black <laughs> as well, just to confuse you there. But for some reason on here, they just haven't put because usually. <sighs> Not to rant about the lyric sheet or anything, but in this, they specifically marked chorus and then put stand off or get ourselves something that we can believe. But they haven't done it for the first chorus. They've just done it for the second one. Have they said specifically chorus on the <laughs> other songs? On Slow Dance and Out to Lunch, they've put it. It no, So three songs have got chorus and then the chorus, but then... Yeah, pretty shitty. <laughs> It just feels like this was given to the intern to do. But yeah, this this kind of feels like a bit of a list song of just with no filter. Like it needs that. It needs that second pass on the edit yeah. to sort of go. And a bit more theme orientated, I guess, as well. There's, there's probably a theme to there that we're not seeing. I mean, wearing your heart on your sleeves like you, you know, you know exactly what that person's thinking or would feel about something like yeah. they don't they don't make any attempt to like hide their emotions on things and i suppose it is that in a way because he's ranting everything he's telling you everything mm-hmm. um again all, all from like politics to <laughs> what else our generation is made up of whores <laughs> <laughs> like it's is it's that... no filter on yeah it. it's a machine gun of blame going everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of machine guns, you know what sounds like a machine gun? This next song. This title song. I'm the best at segues, aren't I? It's just like a podcast and we just segueing things. Not that. We are motorheads. Yeah, we are. was made it came out in 2000 must have got it in late 2000 if not 2001 still to this day goosebumps that song is it's I've said this again I've said it before and I'll say it again about this album This that song's perfect it's a song about Motorhead you know exactly what this song is about there's no subtext to this to them saying that we are here we're not going anywhere, and fuck you, by the way. We always get the the rock and roll song and albums, but this is like the first time since it's all. You want to give it stick for trying to emulate Ace of Spades as being fast-paced intro, drums kick in, and then just relentless all the way through. And like, obviously, Iron Fist is very much follows that formula, mm. but this feels like the first time it's been done successfully. <laughs> no, but in a long time. Yeah. Um, just to, to have a song like that of just bass intro and then just just away from there and like written if it was written badly it would have made the album suffer but it's it's a modern classic yeah and a much deserved staple of the set it's not like when they played ace of spades and it was like okay here comes ace of spades like they played this 
to as like the opener and as like as they like, you know where you're you know why you're here and like this is why we're here we are motorhead this, we play rock and roll blah 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 like I can't remember them not seeing this in an Eliza. I think it it did dip out to towards the end, especially the end. with the yeah, with the not being able to play the the faster songs. But yeah, it was just. It's but just the thing is, like fine. this this would have been at the time when I started going to Motorhead gigs yeah. as well. So like this is what I was familiar with. This is the Motorhead I know, and and it's the best. <laughs> it is. It's just just little subtle nods in there as well. We are like, Motorhead. Yeah. We don't have no class again. Like, like what oh, I was saying, like it's yes. calling back to the old stuff. But again, like it being not being a rehash of Iron Fist stories mm-hmm. in space because it's not. It's calling it attention to the rich catalogue. Yeah. We are yeah, the future I mean, baby used to be the past. I mean, how long between no class on Overkill? So 77, 23 years. Ooh. This point. And that's from Overkill. That's not because technically it's 25th anniversary. This album, I think. Actually, is it? I can't remember. You can argue with that. My favorite motor headline, maybe like it's definitely up there, top three. Like, we are the first, and we just still might be the last. Yes. That's like when Lemmy died. Like that was the first thing that went through my head. Like that, just that one line is like what I just posted. Yeah. Like because, yeah, totally, he was totally right. Yeah. He I mean, was totally one hundred percent right. There's yeah. never been another band like Motorhead, and there never will be. No, I mean they had another fifteen years after this. Fifteen years, right? Fifteen years, and, like, like and still some fucking great albums in those fifteen years yeah. as well. Like they weren't like, like how many bands towards the end of their career churn out good albums? Yeah. I mean, like going back to the other band reference on this, Sex Pistols. They had that longevity, but with one album. Like and the great rock tour, and roll you know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't count. I mean, but they they were pretty much riding off the coattail of that. Thinking of other bands that have had that longevity, like there's been breakup periods and there's mm. been periods of inactivity. I know that people will probably come back at us and quote lots of bands who have consistently had an album out every two or three years and toured, but I can't think of many. I mean, even something like The Stones, yeah, they put out albums, there's massive breaks in between and the tours are, you know, they they don't do those every year. They've done how many farewell tours, I don't know, but they're not exactly every year. Any any band would, I don't think any band would argue that no one toured as hard or as often and as, as Motorhead and while still putting out albums and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they are the the flame at night and the fire in the trash. Like all the, all the other bands are, are claiming that they are the, they are rock and roll. They are they are they are music. All the other mm. bands that claim on rock and roll are wrong. Like Motorhead, where are and will forever be. Yeah, I mean that the touring thing's relentless as well. I know there's going to be bands who've had longer tours and everything, but it's this thing of doing the cycle. Mm-hmm. we had an album out last year so we're touring we're spending the next 18 months touring yeah like bands don't do that they don't work on that schedule of six months an album next 18 months or repeat the cycle yeah. like even even someone like Metallica who who will go on extensive tours like two three years in some cases they're not putting out an album every three years I heard uh, Milo Ackerman from the Descendants on a podcast the other day saying uh, we don't 
tour to promote the album anymore. We make the album to promote the tour. Yeah. Because that's where the money is. That's that's what they have to do yeah. to survive now. There's yeah. no money in making music. I mean, even if we just compare back to Metallica again, from 2000, um, so Metallica have put out Saint Anger, Death Magnetic, and Hardwired Self-Destruct. Ugh. Three albums in 20 years. Motorhead in 15. We Are Motorhead, Hammered, Inferno, Kiss of Death, Motorizer, World Is Yours, Bad Magic, have a missed one there. Aftershock. Aftershock, yeah, yeah. Eight albums in that. Metallica have put out three. Do you know what I mean? And they've had an extra five years. <laughs> it's nuts. I know people will argue as in that Metallica have done other stuff in that time and they've been through various near breakup. Oh, technically, we counting Lulu. Anyway, four. <laughs> no one counts four Lulu. Four to eight. Oh, we need to listen to that at some point. <laughs> I will never. Oh, honestly, like, we should listen to it. It's, Motorhead would have never made a really. That's awful. why Motorhead, as as they themselves would say, we are the ones you need, or the ones that you despise. And bring we, it. We needed them. Bring, we still need them now. Bringing it all the backgrounds, extraterrestrials. I think this is the first mention of yeah. UFOs. <laughs> there you go. But if I we bring UFOs to us in the sky, shoot you full of noise. We burn like motherfuckers. Is just the greatest <laughs> line. We burn like motherfuckers spit right in your eye i used to think that was we burn like motherfucking spit in your eye <laughs> which is good but we burn like motherfuckers is better on its own it's like that better to burn up than fade away thing nope we just we're here and we're angry and we're doing our thing fuck you we're gonna keep doing our thing just i mean it's it's not even a clever line or anything <laughs> no humor <laughs> or no and like like my favorite line of it is like no humor, no subcontext. Like mm-hmm. straight in, straight up. We are motored, born to kick your ass. Born to kick your ass. Yeah, because they were electric prophets, man. Every every line of the song is a fucking gem. And that's not to mention the fact that, like, say, it's just like that nice ace of spades speed and anger and tone and the like the rhythm, the guitar. Drums, the bass, everything. Love it all. Great album, great song. Should have been the first song on the album, really. Yeah. For me, this is like why I consider this the start of the modern period. This is is. like, right, this is almost like a a new. We're we're drawing a line here. This is where it starts. We are Motorhead, and Mm -hmm. this, this album, this textbook album of this is how you write Motorhead music. That feels like the blueprint for the next seven records and that's why i feel it's it's the start of the modern era even though the three-piece lineup's been in existence since 96 really feels like this is this is the start of even though it's not new because again going for 25 years previously this is the start of something new i mean i'm going to ask you this because i can't answer it you have to pick one song from this album what's your favorite song going to be it's difficult like, I'd love stay out of jail. Oh, That's yeah. like the go to on this, but you can't you can't take We Are Motorhead off this. You can't have you can't not take away We Are Motorhead yeah. off this. It's so difficult. Like those for me are like even out to even out to lunch is grace, but you can't you can't get rid of one more fucking time. You can't. I wouldn't like, allow you. I would I would kill you first. 
I'll drop you where you stand. And See Me Vernon's a great opener as well. Even though yeah, maybe it shouldn't open there. the album. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe that's the the diff- the change I'd make. Swap. We are Motorhead. Put it on first. See Me Vernon. Swap it one more fucking time. And close out the album one more fucking time. Good choices. That'd, that'd be my change. And drop God Save the Queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're agreed on that. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a bad song, but don't put it on the album. Have it have it as the B side. Whatever song you had in your back pocket, use that instead. Well, that's uh, we are Motorhead. Every bit as good as I remember it being. Fully enjoyed this. Love listening to this album. Great stuff. Learned some new things. Uh, reaffirmed my love of that song. We are Motorhead, and it's good to hear one more fucking time again through a nice sound system. Ah, uh, there's not. I mean, with this is an album. It's like which songs would you drop hmm. rather than which ones exactly? Would you keep? Yeah. Um, and the the only one that you would drop is the one that wasn't written by Motorhead, which just again more credit to Motorhead. Yeah, saying how good they are. You don't need to fill up your time doing other people's stuff, dudes. God, I miss Motorhead. <laughs> but okay, everything down to the cover. I mean, the biggest criticism we have has been the cover song and some issues with the lyric sheet. Yeah. Like, th- that's the bad thing we've had to say about this. Those are the bad things we've had to say about this. And if an album's being nitpicked on someone not changing the fonts of the chorus so it's black, <laughs> you know, that's, that's probably the sign of, like, yeah, get, get this album. This is a great starting place for... I'd, I'd recommend this as the, the starting album. For anyone who wants to listen to Motorhead who's not, who's coming in, because a lot of people have just said the classics. So yeah, even if, even if it's is, someone who's been around a while and has like, never really thought to stop and listen to them because they thought they know what Motorhead was about, I'd say, no, no, get We Are Motorhead and reevaluate some. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a different choice for that, but listening again to this, this shows the range because I think there's other albums that demonstrate just how good an album band they can be. But in terms of range, this. Like, Inferno doesn't have one more fucking time on it. No. Like, Bastards doesn't have that on it. As greater albums they are, they don't have one more fucking time on them. And they don't have We Are Motorhead. Well, we'll as we go on, we'll talk about what I think is, like, the, the, the spiritual kin to this, what's close to, the, close to be my favourite album. But coming up next is Hammered, which... Is a personal favourite of mine. That's like when I got into hardcore, got into Motorhead. You know, we'll talk about all the stories and that shit next time because it's been a long one with lots of words. But join us then. In the meantime, find all the other podcasts on the website. John Catcher here is a pretty good show. It is. You heard it. Yes. Heard lots of people say many good things about that. Please check that out. Uh, and go on their YouTube channel as well because there's some goodies coming up there this year, the end of the year. Until then. We'll see you next time. You'll hear us next time, and we'll hear some more ahead then. Nice. Excelsior!